Hey, everybody, you are listening to the Pinball Podcast Location Feature Series. Today, I am joined by Ed Clamp from the Pinball Lounge in Avito, Florida. Hey, Ed, how's it going? Hey, good. Good afternoon. Thanks for being here. Thanks for taking time to uh, answer some silly questions with me. Awesome. Thanks for having me. (laughs) So the Pinball Lounge is actually a a spot that I am fortunate enough to get to frequent. Um, It's an amazing collection of games. If anyone hasn't been there previously, at the end of the episode, I'll give all of the contact information. Um, Really eclectic mix of newer and older machines, which I love. Uh, But what would you say is your favorite or most unique thing about the lounge? Well, I really, I really like the mural. We actually have two murals that are in the lounge. The, the great big one, which is the the side art from uh, Silverball Mania from yes. it was late seventies, uh, and then there's also a wizard m- mural that uh, my brother-in-law did. Uh, and it's what's interesting is that we used to have a skinny change machine, and that was right above the change machine. Now the change machine is much. Larger. You had to get a larger one just because. It just was a pain in the butt to kind of keep filling this this small chain machine, you know. But uh, but above it, it um, generally on the side art of uh, the back box of Silverball Mania, the wizard was holding up a silver ball. Well, I thought it would be unique if this if the wizard was holding up a quarter, you know, basically just yeah. to indicate that this is where the change machine's at. So if you go into the lounge, you'll see a giant hand painted quarter. And he just, I think, you know, it's my brother-in-law, Steve Keller. He just did a fantastic job on it. He but, really did. Yeah. My first time there, I took pictures of all the mural stuff. It looks amazing. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, we also ended up doing two additional, some additional murals uh, once we purchased the bowling center. And uh, those are basically the same design, same uh, artist, Kevin O'Connor, but they're a homage to uh, Strikes and Spares. So nice. the, the whole thing, I think the, at the end of the day, the goal is this is kind of like the bowling center that pinball built. So when you go <laughs> in, there's a lot, every, all of the bowling related things that you'll see around are all pinball bowling, you know, maybe some images that were on a, that were bowling related that were on a pinball machine. So. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And strikes and spares is, is like very iconic, you know, pinball artwork that has great crossover. So that's a great way to go with that too. Yeah. yeah. Just, just having fun with it. You know, those that, those that get it, get it. And those that don't think it still looks cool. So it works. <laughs> um, you and I have a lot of like, very crossover um, interests in terms of games, like which games we like and what like era and style of games that we like. But what would you say is the most underrated game at the lounge and why should more people give it a chance? Well, that's an interesting question. Um, I kind of went through the collection that we actually have physically there right now. And I would probably say of the games that are there, it probably have to be dialed in. Now, I'll be honest with you. I don't know dialed in. I don't fully understand it. Um, I'm not real crazy about the uh, the theme of it, you know, with the cell phone and stuff. And I'm like, you know, sure. don't we have enough of that? But uh, <laughs> but it's a Pat Lawler game. There is more going on on that game. It's almost like a modern day Twilight Zone uh, with all the different little gimmicks and things that are happening. 
it's a game yeah. I'd like to learn and really get into. And I've seen people that have, have figured it out, really enjoy it and, and, and uh, speak highly of it. Uh, but it's just, you know, you walk in and you see it, uh, even though it's a non-licensed game, there's a lot of great non-licensed games, but you walk in, you see it and you're yes. like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't understand this. And then people <laughs> just move on. But, the, but, uh, but to sit and really learn it and, and figure out, you know, why I need to hit Bob the Builder and then hit the cell phone, you know, it, it makes more sense. But there's other, there's other games throughout the history of the lounge that have been, they're been, well, to be honest, they've been somewhat disappointments and not necessarily, not, not just disappointments for the player, but disappointments for myself. And not that they're not good games, but it's just kind of to your point that they're games that people just didn't take to. Yeah. Um, I've got, you know, Dungeons and Dragons is a game that I got and uh, I really got a kick out of it. And if you know how to play it with the extra buttons, with this, with the, uh, the outlane save mechanisms on there, if you right. really know how to play the game, you can really keep that ball going for a long time because really you can, you can, you can almost prevent it from ever draining now the outlane and the only area that you'd ever lose the balls down the center. So it's a great advantage for the player. Plus it had inline drop targets. It had a couple ramps on it. Uh, it had this interesting feature where the, the ball would appear to teleport from one area of the, to the play field to the other. It had the big back box on it with the extra lights and the dragons and that the theme song was kind of fun. You know, <laughs> it was just a cool game, but just yeah. the players just never took to it. Uh, That's a really difficult mechanic to get used to. It's the same it thing is. on like hard body, like just training yourself to go for those other buttons in any kind of play. But then especially like you have to remember <laughs> as it's going down the outline to get that timing just right so that you catch it and it goes back in. But if you can get into that rhythm, you can really get that game going. Yeah. And it's, you know, inline drop targets are one of my absolute favorite oh things on machines. So. Me as well. <laughs> So I, I'm a sucker for those, you know, uh, eight ball deluxe is definitely one of my favorite games. Yes. That's but, the uh, first game I usually play when I walk into the lounge. It's right <laughs> by the door. I walk in and it is, they're calling to me and, you know, you don't feel like you've had a great game on a game with inline drops until you've dropped them all yeah. like Viking frontier, you know, like you're just like, I have to get to the back. <laughs> this yes, has to yeah. happen. Future spots. There are so many really great games that have a, fantastic set of inline drops completely agree strange science was another one that was that was a disappointment you know that's a there's like three or four ramps on that game five ball multi-ball all points all over the board on that game but it's just it didn't people didn't take to it i think one of it one of the reasons is anytime you've got these games that have additional flipper buttons on the side um whether they're for flippers or for something else uh people tend to to shy away from that haunted house is a game that people didn't really enjoy playing great theme, you know, a lot of fun, but yeah, those extra flipper buttons, you know, those extra buttons on the side, unless it's Magna save, they've check out. <laughs> right. It's so funny that Magna save is the one that everyone's like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Right. But everything else is, <laughs> Nope. Nope. I will learn that. <laughs> okay. So you have an amazing stash of games that you rotate into the lounge all the time. I know, or that are kind of coming up, but what's one game that's kind of on your wish list to bring into the lounge that you haven't had there yet. Does the game have to be, does the game have to exist yet? No, no. Okay, go for okay. broke. Uh, Pinball circus uh, redo by circus, circus Maximus group. Yes, please. Yes. 
<laughs> the, day they, the day they announced it, I, I let them know, hey, put me on the list. You know, it's one of those. Uh, it's a grail game. I think there's only two known to be known to be in existence, and I think we we all know where the one is, and that's out at uh, Tim Arnold's place out in Vegas. That's but where I played it. <laughs> the, the other the other game, they say it's elusive. It, they, it was created. Someone has it. But I don't think it's ever been found out who has it. Things over overseas or something. But for those who haven't seen it or played it, I highly suggest going on YouTube and pull up Pinball Circus Pinball. Uh, it's a it's a work of mechanical art. You know, pimp, it's Python Angelo artwork. Uh, I think he was also instrumental in the design of it. It's a five level pinball machine. Almost looks like a video game from a distance. It's so but crazy. It's, it, it, it absolutely is. It's such a rush when you get it all the way to the top. And you know? it is. It really is. When you first get up there, it's like a celebratory moment. Absolutely is. It <laughs> and absolutely it definitely is. creates that desire to like play it again and again and again because you're just like, okay, well, this is so unlike anything ever you know like it's so completely different but the art on it like python's games if you give like an the stand back from it and give like an aerial view they're beautiful works of art in like total they're not they don't feel like they're pieced together it's like one big piece of art when you look at it as a whole and that's totally like it's almost an immersive experience like you're in this little circus world that he created no you're right you're right look at the artwork on comet you could sit. Yeah. You, you could easily take a comet playfield and put it on a wall and sit there. It's almost like looking at where's Waldo. Yes. All the little people that are all over. They're all doing different things. You know, people with spiky hair, people, you know, big people, little people, just fun, just fun. Yeah. But, uh, just all a, the little stuff hidden in there is great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah awesome. So, okay, when you're not at the lounge and you want to go somewhere and play some pinball, what's your favorite place to go play? Um, it was recently at Arcade. It's uh, Jet's place down in uh, Winter Haven. That was a mm-hmm. new, lot of great games down there, and the games were really good shape. Nice. Uh, we don't really, in all honesty, I don't really. I'm so busy where I'm at that I, unfortunately, I don't really get an opportunity to go out and play elsewhere. That's um, fair. But, but um, places I have been and really enjoyed. Uh, one of my favorites, which is now no longer, uh, it was Shorty's in Seattle. Uh, go back to the pinball cove and you get you something to drink and you just curl up with, with some of the best games ever made. Wasn't a huge facility, but they just, they kept the games in great shape. I think they were uh, on the forefront of what we're seeing now with this, with this huge pinball location, rev, you know, uh, revolution where pe- places are popping up all over the place. You know, they've been in business that looked like for quite some time, but, but you know, that, that seemed to be a hub. Uh, Silver well, Ballroom, which is a no, go ahead. Go, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. I was going to say on the subject of shorties, they still exist. They just moved a block away from their original location. Great. Um, I know shorties well, and Avod's always done a, a great job, kind of taking care of the players. The Silver Ball Slayers are my friend's kind of uh, bar team league out of shorties. So nice. um, a lot of very dedicated shorties players and and fans of that location. And that's the that's the first place that I played pinball on location in Seattle, and it definitely it stays with you. It's it's an experience. It does. It does. Yeah, it's, it's just a cool crowd of people there too. You know, it's right down. It's right in Belltown, Second Avenue, I think it was. Uh, yeah, just a cool little little hangout place. Yes. Uh, from my hometown, would have to be Silver Ballroom. Uh, that's on Morgansford Road. For those that are familiar with uh, Bevo Mill area of St. Louis. Um, that's a cool little hub 
just it's it's got kind of a shorty's vibe it's a little sketchy uh they've got it they've got a toledo though that's on free play all the time and you get like a can of pbr for like two bucks a 16 ounce tall boy or whatever and you just you just sit and hang out and get a get a st louis pizza which is its own thing uh, if you totally. get a chance to go and then it um you got a lot of good games out there they do rotate their stock from what i remember and yeah, just a, yeah, you know, it's it's the nose ring kind of crowd, but it's fun. It's they're, <laughs> they're they're great people, you know. Honestly, you know, just have a, just have a blast. That's Doc's place. I actually uh, we're going to be doing a feature that's already scheduled for this week. So listen up if everybody wants to get some details. If that episode isn't already out yet, I don't know what to order. These are getting published, <laughs> in, but um, but yeah, I mean, he's just an awesome guy, and like his vibe and everything, and his involvement, like in the music scene and stuff, definitely sets the tone for it and um yeah just excellent recommendations i like it still haven't been to Um, pinball palace i want to hit that place i've I've heard that place is fantastic i know that they were voted one of the favorite locations to play uh by twitch or uh or sorry uh twip you know this week in pinball so i'm looking forward to meeting that guy and checking that place out yeah so that's up in um georgia brunswick yeah brunswick Brunswick. yep just over the border we did a little um road trip up there for the day so got to play there and check out some of the games um across the street in like the old burger king where there's a bunch of games being stored yeah that's what i've heard (laughs) that's like where all the 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 high dollar and the high-end stuff is over there yeah, like Lebowski was over there and, um, you know, a couple other cool older titles that you don't see very much. Medusa was oh, yeah. in like the old kitchen of this Burger King. It was very strange, but oh. very cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's let's backtrack slightly to what we're talking about, like, you know, music scene and crowd. And I know that like you're into music, your son's into music. What's your favorite song that you could listen to like over and over again? It doesn't have to be when you're playing pinball, just like chilling out sure. or whatever that you'll just never get tired of that song. Gotcha. Now you ask me a song. I'm going to probably, I'm going to probably skirt this and say more <laughs> like a, it's like a genre. I've really, it's really interesting. Um, I'm in my fifties. So I can't be trusted. Um, <laughs> I always heard that. Don't trust anybody over 50. Uh, I don't believe it, but. I can't um, be trusted either. So. <laughs> <laughs> but the older I get, the, the, I don't want to say the softer I get, but the more you appreciate well, music's an emotional thing. It's a, yeah. it's, it is for me. I mean, and music invokes emotion and invokes memory. And, I've really gotten to a point. I probably got to the point back in the late eighties that the nineties really didn't do it for me. So, and then, and then there was like sporadic songs in the nineties, sporadic songs in the two thousand, so on and so forth up to, to present day. And you get to a point in your life where you kind of stop. You, you, you don't, you kind of check out of what's going on musically on the radio and things. And then you start to, to, to start to revert. You start to go back and listen to, what you have been listening to. Yeah. Um, as of recent, um, my, I don't just call it a genre. My favorite genre is uh, rock, yacht rock. I mean, there's, it's, you know, Michael McDonald, Kenny Loggins, Steely Dan, um, you know, I, as bad as I hate to say it, Firefall and Ambrosia. I'm not a bread fan that there's no bread on the boat. Um, <laughs> air supply. They need to shut that air supply off. You know, it, you know, it's just not my thing, but I'm telling you there's some smooth, 
tunes that are out there that were just, I mean, they would you know, listen to a Steely Dan song sometime and see the amount of work and effort. And, and everybody thinks Steely Dan's two guys. Steely Dan's like 500 people. You know, there's two <laughs> people that were in charge of it, but everything else was, I mean, they pulled in literally the best that were available at the time and, and wouldn't have them record. So, I mean, favorite album would have to be Asia. Favorite song cool. on that album, if you wanted to really boil it down, would probably be either Asia itself or uh, or Josie. Peg's on there too, which is another great tune. But it's nice during the summer on um, like Sirius on the satellite yep. radio. They have a whole yacht rock station, <laughs> but it's only for the summer, and then it goes away. That's why you purchase the yacht rock. That's why you purchase the uh, the XM app for your phone, and then you have to go up to like the three hundreds, and you get to listen to it all year. Wait. Well, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've been, I've been enjoying that for, for summertime. It's good. Good driving music too. Just like good, good, chill driving music. So, all right. Favorite beverage, Ed, what are you drinking? I love a good dark cup of coffee in the morning. Um, It's just, there's a point there where you really get into it and, and the caffeine's going and it's about an 11 minute period of time that, the world could fall apart and I'd still be happy. <laughs> um, it, yeah. I don't know if I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but there's just this magic little, and you never get it back. You know, you only get it back the next day. You don't like come back to it later the day. You know, it's gotta be in the morning and then you get that. And it just, it's, it just sets the day off. Um, as far as, and it doesn't have to be, I don't have to go down to Starbucks. I mean, I'm an office coffee guy. I got a Keurig with the, with the Walmart, you know, French roast and I'll, I'll tap a couple of them things in the Keurig and, you know, and, and cook them up and, and be sitting out here on the porch and just enjoy the morning. Uh, when nice. it comes to beer, uh, which yeah. is probably the next big thing that I like the, my favorite beer would be Spaten Optimator, which is, uh, it's a German beer. Spaten is they, they make several beers, but the Optimator is like a, it's a double Bach. Uh, it's a very, it's malty. It's dark in color. It's not dark in flavor. It's, it's actually rather sweet, um, huh. but it's, uh, be careful if you drink them. <laughs> they're, uh, All right. yeah, they're, uh, they're up there. We went with the Hollerbach the other day and, uh, I got, they didn't, oh, I'm out, we're out of Optimator. I'm like, oh, crap. What else do we have? So I pull up this other one. It was like a 14% beer in a oh, bottle. Gosh. And I'm like, wow. I mean, you drink one of those. And I mean, especially if you haven't had anything else, you know, yeah. all day. Yeah. You know, but that's going to hit you. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> okay. So when you go out, favorite local restaurant, I don't know what your food preferences are. Is there a spot in Avito around Avito that you like to go eat? Now this is a this is interesting. The uh, local here is lo- different than local everywhere else. We've got Disney World here, and one of my favorite places to go. The food is terrible. Just to let me let me give you that first off. The food is bad. You don't go for the food. Cool. Uh, it's the Sci-Fi Dining Theater over in Hollywood Studios. If you've never yes. been, it's it's you're, it's it's a giant room, and it makes it fe- it gives you the illusion. It's all themed. It gives you the illusion that you're outside at a drive-in. And I'm a big drive-in guy. I mean, um, we ha- we ha- I host drive-ins here at my house um, once, at least once a year, every Halloween for the what? family. I have. I'm looking at a drive-in speaker right now that I have mounted in my backyard. Um, <laughs> but it, but I set this big screen up, and it's a full. I, I set up a concession stand on one of the porches with popcorn machines and hot dog carousels, and oh my god, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, commercial equipment, and and we just have this feast, and we watch just these old. 
cheesy, you know, some of them are cheesy. Some of them are, are they're all fun, but uh, we've done 3D movies back here with the old Antiglyph. Yes. You know, with Vincent Price. We had a, if you know who Dr. Fibes is, we did what was called yes. Fibes Fest, you know, which was two, both Dr. Fibes movies. I make custom flyers. They spend all these hours building a custom flyer and send it out to people and, and you just, it's really, it's just family. Um, but it's, I want to do one more for the friends. But, okay. I was going to say, how do I get invited? Yeah, Will you yeah, adopt me do. so I can come we, to the next we, one? We absolutely do. We absolutely, because it just, it, it, it's, it's just a, it's cooler, you know, it's, it's October out here and it's not real buggy and it's just, yeah, we just love it. But, oh, but that's, that's, but that's fantastic. The but, but the sci-fi dining theater is all modeled around that. You sit in these little cars. Um, it looks like a little car, but it's actually a table, you know, but, uh, you sit there and they come around and, and give you popcorn and give you, you know, your food that you pay way too much for. And, and you have to sit in the cars. There are tables behind the cars. Yes. No, no, no. You nope. cannot sit in one of those. That's right. You have to sit at a car table. <laughs> yes. And there's a little drive-in speaker there and they, they show all these it's, it's basically run on a loop of, a, I guess, probably 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, but it's all this this stuff from the 50s and 60s trailers for movies like, you know, Plan 9 from Outer Space and like, you know, the giant rock monsters or whatever, you know, just but just fun stuff that was going on the, in that period of time. And it's just it's it's one of my favorite places to go. My favorite is when the theme song from The Blob starts playing. And Where I have to sing along. So good. That's the best part. Uh, oh you know my was, gosh. Who wrote that? It was it uh it wasn't Burt Bacharach. Oh shoot, it was somebody else famous though. Uh wasn't Herb Alpert. Look that up sometime. That's interesting. You wouldn't the person that wrote the blob, you wouldn't think wrote the blob. Okay. But anyway, anyway. <laughs> That's yeah, it's so it's really good. I'm glad that you said that because it's it's just a lot of fun. It was Burt Backrat. Was it? Okay. Yeah, and awesome. Mac David, who's Hal David's brother, is what that says. So awesome. Awesome. fun facts. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I've been going to that place since I was a kid and I can't, you know, go to go there without going to sci-fi drive-in. So. Yeah. At least go, if you get a chance, if you're not going to eat there, at least go in and see what it looks like. They'll let you go in and wander and look. You totally. can't hang out, but you can go look at it. So, I was actually pretty pleased with their food last time. I hadn't been there in a while, and it seemed like mm. they had done a bit of updating. So I was like, "Huh, this is different than mm. what I remember." Finally, got new bunch for those burgers, huh? <laughs> <laughs> they finally uh, went through the first stock that they had ordered a while ago. Yeah, now right. they finally got a fresh order in. Well, this is from the fifties too, huh? <laughs> Okay, so drive in. This segues perfectly. What's your favorite action movie? I got a couple. Um, I went ahead and wrote down Raiders of the Lost Ark. I probably just the mood I was in at the time. Uh, <laughs> they're just you can't beat Indiana Jones. I mean, that's just so much fun. But as far as modern day things, it has to have to go with John Wick. The John Wick movies are just the best action movies that I've seen in a long time. And it's not just the action; it's just the fun, the 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 comedy aspect of it, the whole universe that they've created behind John Wick. You know, you know, this is this. Is, what did I do? Did I kill the boogeyman? No, this is the guy that you send to kill the boogeyman. You know, yeah. it's just that's that's how intense they are. And Keanu Reeves, it's just a whole different level. It's a whole different side of him. I don't think that we've really ever seen. 
Uh, and you get really invested in it. I think, you know, we, we see so many movies where like someone gets kidnapped or murdered or whatever, but so many of us have like fur family and, you know, we yeah. feel that, pa- that pain yes. was, I think I felt more emotionally invested in that moment in that film than I have ever for someone who was like, Oh, you know, their, their child was kidnapped or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, they'll get him back. But like, I was like, no, like not, not the fur family. Yeah, <laughs> like, how yeah. could, how could yeah. you? That just breaks your heart. So you're, you're you in there people. with him. Yes. You hate them. Yes. You hate them with the same fire that he hates. Yes. Them. <laughs> so every bullet that he's putting in him, you're just, you're, you're cheering. You yeah. know, and he's not a, be honest, you know, he became a good guy, but he wasn't a good guy. This guy's a hitman, you yeah. know, so, but he's like an anti, I guess an antihero, but. But probably the, I don't know, man, I'm just, I could sit there and go in and turn the subwoofer up and watch that all night, you know, wake the neighbors up. <laughs> <laughs> but just put it on the screen outside and they won't mind. They'll That's just pull it. their car yeah. around yeah. and it's Absolutely. fine. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Who is, doesn't have to be pinball based, your favorite artist, Steely either Dan. contemporary or not musical artist. Like, <sighs> oh, <Yeah>. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. It could, but it could also be a pinball artist. Like it sure. could be someone who does art for pinball machines or that kind of thing. I'd probably say Salvador Dali. I think he yeah. did a lot of fun, interesting things. Uh, I've been to his museum down in St. Pete. Not sure if you've had a chance to see that. Not but, yet, uh, but I've been wanting really to. Neat. It's really neat. Uh, but yeah, I like, I like his artwork. It's interesting. It kind of makes you think. I don't know if it's meant to make you think or just meant to, you know, with mind expanding, you know, altering, you know, drugs, maybe it's better. I don't know, but it just kind of <laughs> looks like you don't really need that in order to be able to enjoy it. So it's, right? it's pretty, pretty cool stuff. Um, Put you in that mindset already. Yeah, exactly. Um, pinball art, definitely time. Tony Ridden Mooney. I think it's his, it's his last name, right? I'm not sure. Kevin O'Connor, Dave Christensen. I met him once. If you've ever, ever had a chance to meet him, he's an interesting guy. It's big. Um, yeah. But if you ever get a chance to take a look at his artwork a close up, there's all kinds of stuff going on, kind of in the same vein of Python Angelo. But uh, like, go if I know we've got a nitro ground shaker at the lounge. Uh, he's the one that did that. He did Matahari. Um, trying to think of some of the others that we have that he did. But the uh, back just class a, of nitro back- ground shaker yes. is has so many <laughs> moments. Yes. So many moments. Um, I think anyone who's listening to this, who's who's listened to the podcast before, will know that I love those weird little moments that they sneak into machines and stuff. But it's very much like a Captain Fantastic yep. sort of like crowd scene where you're just like, "What is happening?" Shenanigans. There's That's all so I got many shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Like there's the crowd, and then up in the tower. Oh my yeah, gosh! Don't right. get me started yeah. on the tower. Yeah. So many little details where you're just like they just let them go wild you know like it was a time where the artist like could just go and put all this crazy stuff in there and you could tell that they were having fun with it yeah yeah i totally agree totally agree yeah but that's a good he one. did a lot like of great that. stuff that's good yeah. that's a good call yeah. i support this choice awesome awesome <laughs> um 
So you've mentioned, you know, a bit of travel and going to check out some other places, but if you're going to get in the car and go on a road trip, either by yourself or with family, like where are you heading? On a pinball run, most likely up to South South Carolina, North Carolina, West Virginia, any of those destinations will do. Uh, just to pick, literally, just it's one of my fun, one of my favorite things to do is, you know, my Craigslist search. If you're, if anybody's familiar with the Orlando area, um, it's a extremely competitive market down here. If you want to get a game, you almost have to have just like insider knowledge in order to be able to get a used game. Totally, uh, used equipment is 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 extremely hard to find and gets sucked up very quickly. And so my Craigslist search goes way out. So, and my wife's a great traveling partner. She loves to travel. She enjoys, you know, hopping in the, Hey, guess what, honey? You know, we're going up to, I got an, I got a line on a Bobby Orr. It's up in, um, you know, North Carolina, East North Carolina. You up? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. So we hop in the <laughs> car and we go up and, and it's just, it's, it's the de- it's 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 not the destination you know it's 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 the trip and then you meet interesting people when you do it you know i've, I've met some some really uh it's really fun folks you know and you and what's what what really you kind of have to watch is time you know hey wait a yeah. minute it's taking me 16 hours to get up here and back i don't have <laughs> i don't have another 16 hours to sit and talk pinball with you although i like right. you you're a nice guy you know but yeah you know, but uh it's it just that's it's those destinations are a lot of fun uh, on a road trip, you know, and that's, that's anymore. It seems that those are the road trips. Those are the kind of road trips that I've been taking. Um, it isn't really, hasn't been really to, to go visit family or we did an interesting one going up. We drove up to Boston uh, to visit her family. Uh, they've got a, like a camp up there. If you've ever heard of a movie called, uh, what is it? Uh, Chappaquiddick, uh, the cabin that they own is actually used it was used in that movie so we oh, go up to that cool. cab. we're going up there this year for for vacation but nice. uh, it's on a river it's nice it's just a little hunting lodge it's nothing spectacular but um but it's a lot of fun we drove up there once which was interesting because we stopped off at coney island and in dc and and uh that was a that was a fun road trip a lot of toll roads though that's a Each heck of a trip it is yeah. it is <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we're we're doing uh going up to New York and Pennsylvania next nice. month. So nice. next month, I guess. So. You're gonna hit uh you gonna hit like Allentown. The, the whole the whole freedom thing or not? Um it's family visit Billy for or? me okay. and um Allentown pinball show. Nice. So. Yeah, so it'll be a good, a little bit of family, a little bit of pinball. It's a good way to round out a trip. So, awesome. you know, anytime that you can can run into other pinball friends, and that's kind of what this is all about is, you know, helping people to connect with more, you know, people in more locations, find new spots to go now that it's kind of safer for people to be traveling around again. So mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to keep you much longer, but I that's have fun. probably the most important question for you. Okay. How many pinballs can you fit into a 1953 Dodge and Bumper car? Of all the questions, we probably get this one the most. I figure. People ask us, people ask us this all the time. Now, do the machines have to, there are several questions I've got for you. Do the, <laughs> machines, do the machines have to be functional when they're removed from the game, from the, uh, from the bumper car? I am not putting any parameters on this question, okay. so you can answer this however you see fit. So your best bet is probably to grind them up. 
you know. And there's, <laughs> believe me, I've owned some games that probably should have went and just been ground up. You know, Houdini was probably one of those games that should have been ground up. <laughs> Gosh, but yeah, but if you grind them up, I mean, you probably could put quite a few inside of it. All know, right. Probably, so, so what's your final answer? I'm thinking uh, probably thirty. All right. Yeah. You want to try well, it? Thanks, Ed. <laughs> the games. I'll see if I can find a shredder somewhere, and we'll go to town. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little busy this week, but I appreciate yeah, the offer. There you. There you. <laughs> Oh, God. Ed, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. If for anyone me. is interested in checking out to the Pinball Lounge, if you have n- not been there yet, I highly recommend it um, in the Orlando area. It's located at 376 East Broadway Street in Avito, Florida. The website is thepinballlounge.com. Uh, they are open 365 days a year, you guys, 10 a.m. to midnight. You can email for more information, info at thepinballlounge.com. You can give them a call at 407-495-2875. And all of the games are on CoinDrop. Nice big coin machine there for you now. No more skinny guy. Um, The games are priced at 25 cents to a dollar, depending on the game. So some older titles at 25 and then all the brand new uh, titles that they get in. Like I said, really great spread of games from um, older. You got some EMs and you got all the way through to modern, some games that you don't see in other spots in the area. So highly recommend it. Go check it out. Tell Ed that I sent you. Thank you. Thanks, Ed. Have a great one. Be safe. You too. All right.